So any updates on your, your car? Oh, uh, I called uh, Christian Brothers, which is the place where I usually take it. <laughs> and I told them, because uh, they had told me that there was like a little muffler thing months ago. They didn't really go into detail about what it was. It was when I was getting something else fixed. And I was just like, so it's not a problem right now? And they're like, no. And I was like, oh, okay, but cool. They, they did say there's some sort of muffler thing. Yeah. And was, That's great. And I asked them, so it's not a problem right now. And they're like, no, you're, you're okay. Uh, you may want to get it looked at like in the future though. And so I was like, so fast forward months later and uh, I called them and I was like, you guys said that there might be a problem with my muffler in the future. Well, um, it's the future. <laughs> and my muffler is in two pieces. And yeah. so uh, they, they said they couldn't even really work on it. Uh, and they referred me to somebody else that I called. And so I need to take it in there. That sucks. Yeah. Well, I hope it, uh, I hope it works, works well. It looks like just a, I mean, I don't know anything about fixing cars, but it looks like a welding fix, like something that would be simple. I would hope so. Cause I mean, it, it basically fell off of your car. It's only hanging on by like, I don't know, some metal pieces that are literally holding it on, but like, it's not connected. Like the parts that should be connected are not connected. Right. Yeah. It's, I don't know what the issue is with, with all my car problems that I have. And you have more than anyone I've ever met. <laughs> they follow me. And you wouldn't say that I just like drive like somebody who deserves car problems, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I've wondered sometimes like, is he an aggressive driver? Is that, does, does he hit the accelerator too hard too often and it causes problems? But no, I don't think that, that you are. Yeah. So it's just like. So unfortunate. That, that's me. <laughs> well, I got another question for you. Do you ever think of yourself as like an overthinker? In certain regards, absolutely. What would those be? Uh, for a long time, I've gotten much better about this. And I almost don't even think about this anymore. But I used to be a, a huge overthinker in regards to what other people think about me oh. and used to have some pretty big issues in regards to just who I am or who I was not like right not like self-image issues more so just like wanting to be liked um and like wanting people to enjoy the fact that I'm a part of their life and so I used to overthink that all the time overthink what other people were thinking because I feel like I'm a pretty intuitive thinker that I am pretty socially conscious hmm. but sometimes that results in stepping too far to where I'm thinking somebody is saying something or doing something that didn't even cross their mind it's a very personal answer which I, I respect I was thinking like you know, in terms of your decisions or your your business, uh, your work, do you ever overthink those things? Uh, I can be kind of indecisive sometimes in regards to work and all that sort of stuff. That's something that music actually can, has kind of helped with. And since there's so many options and routes to go down in music, yeah, you kind of have to just find something that sounds good and then choose it and then move forward. Yeah, that makes sense. I was thinking today about how I overthink maybe more than anyone who's ever been born. 
And um, sounds on brand. Yeah. And and then I just thought, you know, I don't categorize you as somebody that overthinks because for me, it's like when I'm talking, I'm overthinking. And I would love to learn how to just shut up. Yeah. To be honest, even the last two or three days, I've fallen into that a little more where I'll be talking to you about something here in the studio. I'll just be going on about ideas of things that I want us to do with our album, with singles, with social media. And it's, it's like, wow, you're, you're talking more than you should be. You should just do it. I mean, half the things you're saying are things that I can take care of. I don't have to actually share them with you. I can do them. And then you could let me know what you think of them after I've tackled them. That's been a theme for us before of you basically laying out this entire plan of some sort of like goal that we're trying to reach. And then after talking for however long, just looking over to me and saying, what do you think? And I'm just like, I don't know. We haven't done it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's usually the point when I say, what do you think? Where I've realized I've been going on too long Yeah, and I stop myself and I'm like, this needs to end. And it's almost like, what do I think about what? There were like a lot of things there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it used to be, you don't do this anymore, but it used to be that like, I would notice that and then I would try to like jump in so that I could actually say something (laughs) and you'd be like, hold on. And I'd be like, no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because you jumping in there probably like excited me, and I was like, "Oh, let me keep going, let me keep riffing." And it's like you're—I just was wasting a lot of time, and I'm tired of that with me. Um, but here we are doing a podcast, so it's like time to talk. <laughs> it's a little ironic talking about not talking. Yeah, yeah, it is. What what brought up the idea of overthinking? Well, I wish that I could just get rid of overthinking. I mean, if I were to think of like the ideal way to live as, well, I guess as an artist, you know, doing the things we're doing as a content creator, um, I want to just do more, just do more. No, this isn't just as an artist or a content creator. That's ridiculous. It's like me thinking through travel plans. Oh, we should travel four times a year. It's like, it's good to say that once, but then it's like, okay, just when are you going to do it? And then just do it. You know, um, it's, it's, it's easy to thing. keep things ethereal as long as possible. Yeah. But then at a certain point when you decide to just do it as maybe cliche or as normal as that sounds and not profound kind of is profound because it, it, it all it takes is to just sit down and start. Or stand up and start. Or stand up and start. Or, or lay down. Lean and start. over and start. Yeah. Or, or pick it up and start. Bend backwards. Do a, a, a somersault and start. Do your little dancey dance and start. Yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah. So it's it's it, it would be nice to just to just do things more. And there's so much there. So much that I want and I'm still trying to figure it out. It's one of my biggest struggles. But do you ever feel like you won't be able to get certain things done if you don't just map them out, like fully? <laughs> not really. <laughs> like there's not, you don't have any desire to like always just to have a piece of paper and be able to like map out the plan 
I don't, know. I don't use a lot of paper. <laughs> Dang. I, I kind of. I love roadmaps. It's not, it's not the best always. In fact, often I should plan more, but often I kind of just dive in and figure it out as I go. But here's the thing. <laughs> I don't think that the most efficient way to like be productive, because I'm always all about that. I don't think it's on your side or my side, right? I don't think no. it's overthinking and mapping everything out all the time, even two or three times, right? You and me having more than one conversation about planning the same thing. It's like, oh, like just kick that guy out of here. Because the problem with mapping everything out that I often have expressed, even though I know this isn't the complete picture, the problem with mapping everything out is that usually that map changes usually and the the other side is also not the answer where it's like you don't really think through any of your goals or plans at all yeah i wouldn't say i have i wouldn't say i have zero map or zero plan yeah it's like i have a general idea of where of the direction that i'm trying to head and that's good enough. And then I just set off. <laughs> like my, I like wish a, that like was a, good enough. A compass that works seventy percent of the time. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Our Stacy Kevin would say: um, if your compass is one degree off, then they show how far you travel and how how far your distance away from your. It doesn't matter for like the first your hundred feet, but then like a couple miles down the road, you're just like. Wow, I'm I'm a whole mile and a half away from the destination that I was trying to go to. Exactly. Towards. And so that's where the inefficiency on my side comes in is I wind up over there and I'm like, well, at least now I know where where to head from here. And so <laughs> I head that way. And it's a slowly angling no, jagged path to the destination. Yeah, if you're one degree off on your journey for, you know, a while, you can always correct you know, keep an eye out for how off you're getting and then correct. Which in my mind is better than staying at base camp, formulating. And it out. Oh, that's true. Then then just never actually going. Well, that's why I'm frustrated with myself is I know that I need to change about this. Like I have a long list of things I need to be learning, you know, and I feel that need because it's not, it's a need that's born out of like what I really want. I want these things, and so I need to learn these things to get there, um, like music production and uh, how to talk to a camera and whatnot, making YouTube videos. The, these are all little bits and pieces of things that like I think would be so fun to take part in and do, and uh, I just have a little monster inside of me that's overthinking things all the time, and I'd like to just light them on fire and just be like, Burn! Just goodbye. A violent end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't been able to end it through thinking, right. thinking about it. How can I, what's my plan for getting rid of my overthinking? That doesn't work. So I think, yeah, I need to just slam the door in its face somehow. Get it done with. Yeah. Yeah, the secret isn't to just let go of the side of you that does like to plan things, but maybe you just have the self-discipline to say, okay, I'll make a plan one time and then I have to go regardless of whether I think that plan's done or not. Yeah. Yeah. Having balance with that stuff or in any area of life just is so tough. It's so mature, but it's just so hard to do. 
this type of thinking has just led me into so much stuff that isn't really helpful, like us talking about needing a blog, us talking about, oh, there are so many more examples, but all I can think about right now is the stupid blog idea that is like, why did we need to blog with Spondiferous? It's like everything is the answer for us to get a following except for just making more and better music. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get this feeling like, well, I have the time, right. so why not? And it's like, there, there are always some reasons why not to do something. Yeah. Even if you have the time to do them, doesn't yeah. mean that you should be doing them. Well, you also have to assess if you have the time, then it's not that you should just fill it for sake of filling it, but maybe you can devote more of that time to the th things that are better to do. Yeah. So you know what I'm, I'm happy that we're getting right right now, at least recently? Our, our daily intake of cheese. I don't think I've eaten cheese in a while. Well, okay. Well, I, I rescind that. I'm, oh, I'm getting something right. <laughs> I, had, I had cheesecake, actually, at the, uh, the event we played live at three days ago. There's not real cheese in cheesecake, though, right? I couldn't tell you. I think, but it's, I think it's cream cheese. My answer to all of this is, what are you, a cheese connoisseur? Like, <laughs> it's a fine cheddar. Jeez. It's I, a fine uh, craft single. My answer was hidden within that. It's our, our playing live more and more recently. Yeah. Um, even driving down here from Austin every week and then you driving up there every other week uh, to practice, you know, one to three days a week. I'm learning so much and I, I feel stupid. I feel foolish that like I'm 23 and we've been doing this since we were 15. I've been doing music since I was like 12 and now I'm 23 and I'm just now saying things like I'm learning so much from practicing music and playing live. And it's just like, wow, I felt like I was ahead. We were both ahead when we were 18. Um, but now I feel like I'm not ahead. I'm just in this boat with everybody else, like learning about myself, you know, learning <laughs> about living alone. Well, we've talked about this before with each other too, of it's easy to get that way. Cause we were also constantly told by everybody that we're like, Oh, you're so far ahead for right, your age. Right. And when you, when you hear that a bunch and when you tell that to yourself a bunch, it almost gives you this feeling that like you don't have to press on the gas as much. And yeah. there's also this weird thing of like feeling the need to be ahead when in reality it, it it's not a bad thing. It's a, it's this a is good just thing, life. but We're it's just, just life. It yeah. is just life and you don't have to just be ahead. Some it, it's long. And you have a lot of opportunity and a lot of time to get it right. Well, yeah. And I'm happy that I, where I'm at right now, how could I not be, you know, and I'm developing my skills again and getting to choose what skills I want to build. And, uh, a lot of that is learning different instruments. Cause I think that's the funnest thing ever. And, uh, saxophone. Gotta go next. grab that saxophone. Yeah. I really might buy the saxophone today or tomorrow. Really? You might go back in town? No, I think I'm going to order one online because they're cheaper 
and um, without even ever testing them, I I looked up the saxophone FKJ uses, and it's a Yamaha something something is at least what came up in the article I found, and I'm like, well, that's cheaper than all the ones at Sam Ash. Really? Um, yeah, it was like four hundred dollars. And you're like, if it's oh, good oh, enough oh, for him, oh, it's oh, good oh. enough for you. It's like seven hundred and fifty dollars, but you can find them on eBay Used. or Reverb for like three hundred. $400. Yeah. And, uh, then there's guys on YouTube that are like, no, if you want to start out with sax, this is the one you should get. And it's not one that they have at Sam Ash. So it's just like the internet is a superstore. That's you. Yeah. That's usually the case. Like you go into, it can be good to go into those stores, Sam Ash guitar center, all that stuff to try and get a physical feel. That's where I got my electric that I'm in love with. But, uh, Ultimately, yeah, it just doesn't really stand up in comparison. Yeah. I mean, it is a lot of fun to walk in there, especially with guitars, and see all the instruments on the wall laid out, all the different colors and shapes and sizes, and you're like, today I'm buying something. It's a great time. Yeah, yeah it's like the ultimate candy store. But the saxophone section is not their main priority. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone is on their own clock, their own calendar. They get where they're getting to, you know, in time. I think the big secret is to not ever give up and to do everything you can to enjoy the journey. Um, try to be really self-aware about, about that, you know, enjoying each step. Um, what do you think outside of playing live, which I would really say is the number one greatest thing we're doing right now. What else are we doing that's, that's good... Um, or could be doing that we need to start up in the next week or two? Playing live is a big one, and just continuing to try and make things to actually release. Uh, we it, It's hard to, because I, I have this pressing desire to just be releasing songs, but my conviction to not release songs that didn't get their due has only increased. Right. And so just keep plugging away at actually making things that are worthy of being released all the while playing live. Those are the two biggest things for me. Yeah, the other day, you know, we were talking about how adventurous from our very first release, it it was a very cool song for us. We enjoyed it a lot, but it's not a hit. Um, I'd like to get better at deducing what, what songs are best for what, in fact, like when we're making an album, you know, I, I'm not interested, even if I could figure out like which songs are the hits, I wouldn't be interested in, in just only ever making albums of hits. Um, cause sometimes you want to just work on something that's not a hit for whatever weird reason. Yeah, you have there's that mixture of things that you know would be more popular, but then there's some things that are just more fun to play. But all that s sounds stupid to say as somebody that's potentially never released people a hit. who don't have a hit. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's like there I go. When I'm talking, I'm overthinking. Yeah. <laughs> but you're you're talking from a place of potential rather than a place of reality. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. I um you know, I would love to make an album that's like a playlist, not in the sense that, well, like everybody else when they're making an album, it's like a playlist. Like they are 
a, a genre playlist. It's like they are singer songwriter, like Nora Jones sound or soft rock or hard rock. Or Do whatever. love me some Nora. Yeah. Um, I've never actually listened to her all that much. That's just a darn shame. Most of the time, That's I hear Nora. It's through you. The the minute fall starts. Nora Jones. Nora Jones. All day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so other people make albums with sounds, you know, that, that sound like one big playlist, one cohesive thing. I'd like to make an album that doesn't necessarily do that. Like it, it doesn't have a need for one color palette of instruments that I'm working off of. It's more experience. The experience you have when you listen to the music is like an album of nighttime music or an album of daytime music, an album of city music, or an album of nature music. So you could click on, and I actually feel like this could be so cool to fit the brand of Spondiferous, if you click on a song and it's like produced like one person we love, like Jack Johnson, and then you click on the next song and it's produced like another band we love, The Killers. So different. You click on the next song and it's Blue October. You click on the next song, it's Snore Jones. You click on the next song, it's Coldplay. You click on the next song, it's U2. Like, I don't know. Maybe kind of like if you're standing on top of a mountain and you look down and you can see more mountains in the far distance. Or you see like the town in the valley. I'm so then you see like this. Then you see like a lake yeah. to the east. So the mountains, and the you town, see the a, lake. A, forest to the left the forest it's all one landscape okay but if you go to any individual place it's a radically different experience i don't know if that helps or hurts what i'm saying because <laughs> what i'm saying i was trying to bring I love it home it. i love it what i'm saying is that each one of those bands have made city songs uh nature songs like to where when you're out in nature and you're listening to it you have a connection Right, that song helps really bring alive your experience of taking that walk on that trail or whatever. Or if you're in the city driving through the city, you listen to this song and it really gives you connection with the city. Each one of those bands have made all those different kinds of songs that give you these different experiences. I'd love to get good at figuring out which songs would play well into those experiences and make an entire album like a playlist based off of those experiences. So it's actually less about genre for us with Spondiferous, and it's more about experience that we can give people. But that sounds so hard. That sounds like such a level of expertise that I am just starting out on my journey. I don't know if it's going to be possible, but I think it'd be so cool, you know? There's the example where you don't know if it's going to be possible. So let's find <laughs> out. God dang it. <laughs> we are two ends of the spectrum on this, on this overthinking thing. Um, but I think through that 10 minutes, everybody understands now. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you finally get it? They get it. I don't think they do. We should talk about this for another 30 minutes. <laughs> All right. You know, I'm always game. <laughs> Like last night with, with backgammon, trying to bring that in. That that was the, we blew an hour on that game. I didn't think it would take that long. We just kept trying to crush each other. And when you do that, they, we, we almost didn't care about getting our pieces home. <laughs> if 
for anyone that's ever played backgammon um great game can also world's be oldest slow game. game ever well it's one of them it's oldest uh, known game back from mesopotamia well it's one of them <laughs> i'm sorry over five thousand years old <laughs> right there we go there we go yeah <laughs> Like it's, you know, it's like within like the list of like five. It's like older than. Yeah. Bread. I don't, I, it could, I don't know. I don't know about that. Could be. I'm sorry that I keep stealing your thunder on everything you say. I was going to say, I don't know if they had farming. Oh, and now I'm just picturing like fields of just bread loaves. I'm supposed to be the dumb one out of the two of us. Like you were the scholar, you're the one that went to college. We all have our moments. That's a good that's a good thing. We do all have our moments. Uh don't feel bad, kids, when you just feel like your brain is just a sack of potatoes. <laughs> or feel like your brain is a field of loaves. <laughs> that actually would be magical. Oh man. Well, you know what? I think this was a good talk. That was good. Yeah.